right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Mind Power Podcast. I'm your host, Angel Clemente. With me today, we have a special guest. We have the Carrie Hughes. Carrie, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Doing great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I understand you're calling us um, all the way over from Michigan, right? Yes, I, uh, I'm i up in uh, one of our northern offices in Michigan. Uh, it's nice and 71 degrees up here, so... Oh, that's nice, man. I know we've been down here in uh, Miami. We've been getting a lot of rain lately, so I know the that it's about that type of season. So it's nice to hear that you guys are getting nice, nice warmth up there. Yeah, this is the time of year to be in Michigan. <laughs> There's no doubt. <laughs> that's for sure, man. But no, man, I want to thank you for coming on here and um, talking to us and kind of just uh, letting us uh, pick your brain, I guess, a little bit. Yeah, fantastic. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, do you want to start off by telling us kind of uh, what it is, like what kind of field you're into and what I understand? Um, um, I think people who know a good amount of people in our Mind Power team understand that we have a Jackson Hughes and I think there's some type of uh, relation there, if I'm not mistaken. You're not mistaken. Jackson's my son. He's my eldest son. Is that right? That's awesome, man. Yeah. He's got me by about an, uh, an inch and a half in height, and uh, <laughs> he lets me know that all the time. <laughs> I'm the same one with my father, so I try to I try to make sure that he doesn't forget that either. <laughs> That's a, you know, every once in a while, I can still drain a three over him, so yeah. I'll just let you know. <laughs> every once in a while, he'll say otherwise. That's awesome, man. I love to hear it. But yeah, um, go ahead and tell us, uh, like what, what kind of, like, what are you into? Uh, like you have a business, I believe, right? Sure. So, um, I guess specifically what I, uh, talking about my business. So I work with a marketing company. Uh, we market for the insurance industry. Um, we work with all really 150 insurance companies that uh, you probably recognize their names <clears throat> Aetna is one, Humana, United Healthcare. We work with uh, different carrier groups that uh, work with drug companies, uh, CVS, Walgreens. Um, so we, we also work with life insurance companies and financial companies and Really, our marketing, we, we help market these organizations to the senior population. So people that are turning 65, uh, people that are, you know, they spent 40 years getting ready for retirement, and uh, now they are moving into retirement, and we really help them sort things out. And I, what I always say is we're kind of the ninth inning pitcher. Ah, <laughs> so okay. We're the relief pitcher financially. So ah. we make sure that you know, they may have a great pitcher that's been in their eight innings and uh, their financial guy, and then uh, now they've got to make the end run, and we step in and help them out. Okay, okay. So, uh, how long would you say you you've been you know run running that that whole show? Well, we started in 2017 uh, in Indianapolis, Indiana, mm -hmm. uh, working with. Uh, so my company is Karis Financial Services. And I work with uh, a company called American Senior Benefits. And we launched that uh, in 2017 in the state of Indiana. Uh, and so the story is that uh, I was working in the financial industry 
And uh, I really didn't like the way that uh, corporate America at that time was really, really doing our business. So I went searching for a company, an organization uh, that I really believed would would take care of our clients in Indiana. Mm-hmm. And I met a guy who ended up becoming our investor. Uh, his name's Ryan Shockey. And uh, Ryan, uh, I went out to Omaha, Nebraska, which is a you know a place I never thought I would go. <laughs> but it's a great town. Uh, so I went out there and met Ryan and just absolutely loved everything that they did. Uh, their, their logo was to put people back in the people business. And, uh, you know, it wasn't about insurance. It wasn't about, uh, you know, it wasn't about just like the money. the money. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, I started, I brought uh, the organization to Indiana in 2017. Uh, we started out, uh, that in, in January in 2017 with, uh, we did 30 applications for the industry, <laughs> so we weren't, wow. you know, it was a, was it an astounding start? Right. But uh, at this point, you know, now it's 2021, we've gone through the pandemic, we've gone through a number of things, and uh, year to date, I think we're up, uh, we're over $3 million in uh, revenue, in new revenue, uh, and close to, I think we're close to $11 million in annual revenue for our company with six offices and growing. So, you know, we've, we've gone through a lot of, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about the obstacles we went through, but yeah. that's kind of our story. Wow. Well, I mean, you, you just mentioned obstacles, but one of the, one of the big ones that I think, uh, I feel like I need to ask is you guys going through, you guys started in Indiana around like 2017, 2017, you said. Yeah. Um, so that means you guys are still pretty fresh around when the pandemic kind of started. And I know for a lot of like newer businesses and even like the smaller businesses that had been around a while, it kind of took a huge impact. Um, what kind of, what kind of toll did it take on you guys? And I mean, how did you guys like, uh, adjust and kind of make it through that? Yeah. So, um, one of the, you know, the, what the biggest thing in, in our, the, the pandemic affected our clients. Right. So people over 65 were right in that target, right? Exactly. And so one thing that I started doing is tracking it. So I'm a numbers guy and I wanted to understand the pandemic and how it would affect us. So I I started focusing not on what I was hearing from the news, but actually looking into statistical research to see what actually was going on, because I I needed to understand the safety of our clients. And so um, during the pandemic, we had to make adjustments. So we learned some new things. Uh, I always say we're kind of like the light cavalry. So (laughs) if things, things moved one way, we had to be able to shift quickly. Right and do things and learn things and teach things. So one one big one was Zoom. <laughs> I, you know, prior to prior to that, I uh, you know, I didn't know anything about Zoom and we were very face to face with our clients. Uh-huh. And why is that? Well, because they're older and, you know, they need to we need to slow down and be patient with them as we as we teach them. So, but we had to learn, oh my, you know, how to talk to someone on zoom that's older right and uh 
how to do work on the phone and how to gain trust and you know we are what were we up against um a lot of you know there's a lot of scams out there there's a lot of things like that so we we didn't want that kind of perception with our clients so we had to learn how to make connections that way mm-hmm. and keep the people in the people business because whether the COVID happened or not people still turned 65 right that didn't, their aging didn't stop right <laughs> so <laughs> They still had to move into Medicare. They still didn't know what the heck their retirement looked like. Uh, there's a lot of fear out there and um, we could help a lot of people. And that's exactly, we made sure we we kept the connections going. Man, that's great, man. That's awesome to hear about the adaptability you guys were able to, to overcome through that. Yeah, we actually grew 45% during the pandemic. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. So that was- and it, it was actually a pretty exciting year. The scariest month for us was March, <laughs> like everyone, because we didn't know what we were dealing with. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm but sure like that's how it was for everybody. Oh, absolutely. And as we got to the end of uh, basically the end of the year, we had we were starting to steamroll again, and uh, so things are looking great. I'm really excited about our future, and um, felt very good, very confident in our managers. I, I'm very happy that i'm working with great to partners man that's great dude you that's, still there yeah 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 um let's so you said before all of um before you started kind of like linking up with uh, american senior benefits you said you had your own little like um your own little business right your own little service that you guys kind of got together to start doing that that insurance thing yeah i you know I understand you're, you and I were talking about the, the market, the, the people that we're talking to today. Yeah. Uh, I really didn't get into American Senior Benefits until I had been a complete student of money. Um, I used to work in the financial field with a rather large company, um, and I would help do financial planning for people. Uh-huh. And um, I spent years... Uh, the knowledge that I needed in order to execute my plan now. Mm-hmm. And um, so, <clears throat> yeah, so I spent a lot of time, you know, almost 20 years preparing for the moment in time. You know, I graduated from Purdue in 1992. And believe me, I never thought that even insurance, I never grew up thought, hey, I want to get into insurance. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I thought, hey, I'll be an attorney, or I'll be this, or I'll be that. Um, but I always knew I wanted to help people. And I always knew that uh, I wanted to be able to make a difference. And um, it took me a while to figure that out, frankly. Um, and when I did figure it out, and I, and I understood that I could help people, then I really wanted to make a business out of it. And that's one of the big keys to becoming successful. Right. I I think it definitely has to be about having the right like mindset and the right morality and the right ethics to be able to implement into whatever, whatever you find um, is needed kind of, if you have that open like mindset for it. Well, absolutely. I, uh, you know, when I, when I was younger and I was, you know, I was so much driven by, you know, the pursuit of happiness, right. That Mm -hmm. was, there's even a movie about the pursuit of happiness. Right. But I'll tell you, the key, a little wisdom came with it along the way that, you know, 
when you pursue happiness, you, it generally ends up being fruitless mm -hmm. uh, because you become you, you really start getting controlled more by fear. So you know you're you're afraid that this won't work, or you're afraid that this won't work, or and so it really limits your mind. And um, I, what I learned is if you fix your aim, if it's not on happiness, but it's on a goal, uh, you know, you, you set yourself up to uh, go after something, then happiness comes along the way. It's part of the journey, as a matter of fact. Mm -hmm. So that's really how we approached our people business is we want to help people. We want to help them financially and mm -hmm. we want to alleviate their fears and um, it became a great business model for us. So instead of instead of you said pursuing that that happiness that everyone kind of like goes for, you just that that comes after you reach your goal, like kind of the the fulfillment side of it. That, that's right. So many I find with a lot of my younger agents that you know they're so caught up on trying to be happy right, right? so <laughs> that's why that becomes their mindset and and the reality of it is is you know happiness happiness comes when you're in motion yeah you know, when you're doing yeah. things every day you feel confident you feel good and and when you have a goal whatever it might be and you're in pursuit of it the happiness comes along as a byproduct yeah and, um but when you sell happiness like go after happiness you go from person to person, place to place, thing to thing, and you never really get it. You never really have a long-term feeling of peace. And in my world, but that's a joy. So hmm. peace and joy, that's what brings happiness. So um, there's a lot of uh, motivational, you know, your listeners are going to listen to, <laughs> so there's probably 1,500 or more motivational speakers out there now. Right, <laughs> you know? yeah. And, you know, I, there's a great quote I heard from a guy named Rich Mullins. It was actually in a song he wrote, and, he, and it says, uh, Lord, save me from the trendy religions that make cheap cliches out of timeless truths. <laughs> and let me just say that that is just so brilliant uh, and simple because that applies in business. It applies in life. It applies in every direction. There's so much cheap cliches. It's like you... Uh, you turn these truths into fast food. <laughs> yeah, just like the the one line zingers and everything. Yeah, the posters you go in. And yeah, you posters all over the place, and so uh, I love what you guys are doing with Mind Power. I just I think it's brilliant um, because truly, if you want to, if you want to form an idea and pursue it, mm -hmm. you know you have. You have to learn to get all those obstacles, uh, understand their, their challenges that you have to rise up to meet. And they will be there. COVID was one for us, right? Right. I mean, COVID was a challenge. There's a lot of businesses that folded during that period of time. But, you know, we had to sit back and take a breath, certainly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like we, we had to take a breath and, and we had to do an amazing thing. We had to critically think. Yeah. <laughs> we had to stop. And think about what to do. And I'll tell you the best thing about obstacles or uh, confrontation or even your enemies is they make you self-actualize and realize what you are. I, there's a great saying, Angel, that says you can judge someone by the obstacle that stops them. Yeah. Right? So yeah. if it was COVID, 
I was like, well, guys, I guess we need to shut our doors down. And, you know, I mean, then, then I, I wouldn't really be that uh, persistent of a person, would I? Right. Exactly. Especially at the, at that time where, where that the first, the first people that we was affecting the most was, you know, your, your clients. Forward. And I couldn't do that alone. I had to go find great partners and that's another big key to how we made it through is I have six managers that run our offices and they are my partners mm-hmm. and I trust them and uh, they are my circle. I listen to their ideas and they came up with some ideas that I had to be willing to accept. Uh, they're all younger than me, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so getting onto Zoom was a very important one. They taught me how to do it. They taught uh, the organization and you know, we came up with, you know, how are we going to teach our clients? How do I teach an 89 year old lady <laughs> to be on a Zoom call? And, you know, so those could have been things that stopped us, but we right. found ways around it. So that's good. I mean, so what, so one of the big things that I always like to touch on with the people that I have on the show is talking about, you know, obviously going through this journey, you're never alone. You know, you have to find the right people to kind of help you that you guys can kind of work with each other to build whatever foundation you guys have off the ground and to make it something into what it really is. But uh, I always want to try and give insight to the listeners. Angel, sorry. Are you there? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Hello? Hello? Yeah, I'm there. All there right. You go. Perfect. I'm sorry just... for the uh, technical okay. difficulties. It's okay. You were, you were talking about uh, surrounding yourself with people. Yeah, with the right people um, that, you know, you guys have to mesh basically not perfectly, but well enough to you for you guys to get the foundation off the ground and get, you know, whatever project or service you're working for to where it needs to be. Um, and I try to give insight for the listeners to kind of have you guys kind of talk about what it is you guys look like you look for specifically in like a partner or like when you're looking for a manager, someone you're basically going to trust to help, uh, I guess like, um, autonomize like whatever department or whatever, you know, part of, of your company you want them to, what are some of those like characteristics that you look for in a person? Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Well, one, um, so communication is vital. Mm-hmm. We are in the people business, which is all we're we're providing a service to both the insurance industry and to our clients by connecting. So mm-hmm. in a way, we're matchmakers, right? Yeah. So so for me, I I need somebody that can communicate and in the right way. You know, um, we have to and I we have to all speak the same uh, business language. In other words, mm-hmm. um, and so. I look for somebody with, you know, to be a partner to run an office, they need to be willing to learn. We are here students of money. And as you guys know, your generation more than anything, money is changing so fast. Right. Uh, We have to have the ability to take that, which can be kind of complicated, and make it simple for our clients. Mm -hmm. So so communication is very important. If there was a skill set so uh, that would be one. Now, let me just say this, that there is a very big difference between, you know, someone's natural ability and a skill. A skill is something that you need to learn, right? right? 
So, you know, skills oftentimes are counterintuitive. You know, I hear people say like in sales, oh, you know, I'm a natural salesperson. And, but the reality is a professional salesman is very skilled, uh, very skilled at communicating. And, you know, if you aspire to become, to go into sales in any environment, I don't care if you sell for Lockheed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't care if you're selling you know, grain in in Russia, it doesn't matter. You have to have the ability to master communication. So that is a very big yeah. thing that my managers need to do because they are building. You know, I, I talked to, I mean, you've mentioned Jackson. I talked to Jackson often about people that are, have been in competition, whether they win or lose, mm-hmm. are an environment that teaches them communication skills that are necessary. And again, skills right. uh, that are necessary for our business. So um, that's those are some big things. Obviously, trust is important. Right. You know, trust, I think, um, you know, trust is an important thing. It's, uh, it, it's kind of like glass that, uh, you know, you need it, uh, but you don't want to break it. <laughs> right. You can't put it back together. Right. Right. So, uh, so those, I also look at the type of things they're putting into their head, whether it's on social media, mm-hmm. whether it's on, uh, you know, how we are a marketing company, right? So anything we do, if you look at my web page, if you look at my Facebook page, if you look at my stuff, you're never going to see my, anything in in my world that is going to be. Uh, let me just say any anything that's really controversial. I don't need to, right. to do that kind of work. I'm very comfortable with who I am. Right? Yeah. So, so I look for that in my managers because they have to run a diverse group of people. Right. And uh, we have to re, we have to reflect in our offices our clients. Yeah. Well, our clients are older but there's very diverse. They're absolutely different than my, my, so those clients in Detroit are different than Bloomington, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Those clients are different than Evansville, Indiana and different than Indianapolis. And so my manager has to be able to communicate to understand his marketplace, uh, but also understand, I guess, not to flinch. Yeah. <laughs> it's an important thing to never <laughs> flinch. I think I think the biggest one that I like that you mentioned was the communication part and how you talked about the skills versus um like the talent um and I I'm extremely familiar with that because I work in I work in retail sales and so mm-hmm. when I started where I started I didn't know I didn't know a lick about what I was selling sure but like what I knew was I knew how to talk to people and I knew how to connect with people. And, you know, that's kind of like where you, where you were talking about, you know, you can, you can teach, you can teach one thing, but there's some things that you can't teach when it comes to sales. And that's kind of like how to talk to people and how to communicate and how to kind of build that relationship. Because I mean, when it comes to like trying to sell something, people are buying from friends. People are, hello. Yeah. Hello? Yeah, there you go. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, you were just saying you can't teach. uh, Yeah. You were in retail sales and you can't, some things you can't. Yeah, exactly. uh, When I was starting, I I didn't know anything about what I was 
selling, but I knew that I could talk to people and I knew that I could connect with people. And, you know, I had two other people that were hired with me that knew everything there was to know about what we were selling because that's what they loved, but they didn't know how to, like, they didn't know how to sell it. They didn't know how to talk to people. They could talk about the, you know, our, our, our products, but they couldn't actually like sell it. And then, you know, eventually, you know, after time passing, I learned what I needed to know to be able to be, you know, that good sales and then kind of progressed forward. And now I'm, you know, way up climbing up that ladder and I'm up there and those other two guys aren't even in the company anymore. And I, that's, I see that every day with more people that keep coming through where, you yeah. know, you know, just and, because you love and the product. You understand that, you know, the, the journey to success, which you're on for sure, the journey for, to success is really, there's not a lot of competition to get there. Right. Uh, and the people that choose to do it, which definitely sounds like you guys are, um, will really find that, you know, 97% uh, there's Hill called Think and Grow Rich. It was written back in the 20s. <laughs> so, but he did a case study on the differences between successful people and unsuccessful people yeah. and what was the difference in mentality and you know only three percent of the population really go for being successful mm -hmm. that's crazy to think about 97 percent of the people so you three there's three people in your class right mm -hmm. <laughs> to get it, to learn it and two of them dropped out yeah and that's absolutely normal right and uh but good for you man that's exciting <laughs> i appreciate that but yeah, man, it's it's crazy to think that there are some people that I've I've met some people that, you know, I, I have conversation with, with them and I'm like, you know, at some point, don't you want to be your own boss? You know, don't you want to just, you know, call your own shots or have that financial freedom? And they're like, oh, well, you know, I want to have a job in this field. So no, not really. Like, I'm OK with not being my own boss and, you know, more, yeah, you know, I, more power to them or anything. I don't I try not, you know, no judge. Everyone has their own paths, but. Yeah, I think that's very wise, actually, to understand, you know, everybody does have their place. Mm -hmm. Not everyone is is going to move forward and, and be a leader. They're, they'll be successful in other ways. Right, right? exactly. And, and it's okay. It's absolutely okay. But if your choice in life is, I want to be successful, I want to do it by helping other people, I want to get in an industry that absolutely will make a difference for people's lives. You know, then you have to acquire the skill set in order to lead that mm -hmm. type of an organization, right? And that's right. what you're talking about, I think. Yeah. Um, and I again, I I I applaud you guys. I think uh, again, I wish I would have had someone like uh, an organization like yours when I was younger, right? Because <laughs> I was kind of like a motorboat going upstream <laughs> I <had to> turn <laughs> on high and uh, go against the current a lot of times and i was okay with that that, that again was the challenge that was there that uh challenges believe me uh um angel i'd like to send out give you guys a couple very important i think uh books or audio books to listen to that have really helped me. Yeah, of course, man. Go ahead and uh, shout them out. 
Yeah, I, I, it's so important that you guys understand what, you know, you talk about, you know, your mind that, you know, uh, Earl Nightingale said, said uh, your mind is like a, uh, a field, like a farming field mm -hmm. that is absolutely unplowed. And whatever you plant will end up yielding. So mm -hmm. if you plant good things there, corn, you're going to end up with corn, right? Right. But if you plant weeds, or if you let weeds grow, mm -hmm. you're going to have a very weeded field. Right. And your mind is so much that. And the beautiful thing about that is your mind doesn't care. <laughs> your mind, <laughs> your mind just accepts whatever you plant. Right. <laughs> so you can choose that. And, and so I've spent skills when I'm going through things at startups, when I'm trying to hire new people, I come back to these books. Mm -hmm. And so I want to read some of these books and, and real quick to you. So number one on my list is a book called Think and Grow Rich. It was written by Napoleon Hill. Okay. And it is, it's a case study from the very wealthiest people in America in the 20s. Like, what's the difference? Napoleon Hill thought, why do people come to this country and some people with the exact same opportunity became incredibly wealthy and other people didn't. And so he studied their mentality. And that's a great book. Another one, uh, the number two on my list is written by a guy named uh, Geoff Golfin, which is G-E-O-F-F. -F. And the book is called Talent is Overrated. <laughs> okay, <laughs> great book. It's, a, it's about willpower over talent. Talent is overrated. Yep, that's the name of it. Talent is overrated. Okay. And the theme of it is willpower is over. It beats talent. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm definitely going to make sure that I put these Positive two. Thinking. And it's by Norman Peel. And then the last two. Uh, the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. Of Highly Effective People. The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. By Stephen Coley. And that teaches you the power of developing successful habits. And okay. what's the difference? You know what? How do you get rid of bad habits that are actually working against you? Right. Right. And then uh, I love this. I had Jackson read this book. You guys know Jackson. Uh, <laughs> How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carney. And Influence People by Dale Carney. How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Oh, Carnegie? This is a great book. It really teaches you how to deal with uh, all different types of situations. Uh -huh. Oh, and I do have one more that I just think is, I, I forgot this one. I'm going to add one bonus for you. Ready? Yep. <laughs> so <here's your> bonus <laughs> book. And you're going to, so I'm going to give you some of these quotes first and tell me if you've ever heard these quotes. They, they all originated from this book. Okay. No gains without pains. Have yeah. You ever heard that? Yep. No gain without pain. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, he that lies down with dogs rises with fleas. I think I've heard that before. I want to say I have. Oh, my old football coaches say that all the time. <laughs> y'all don't leave. 
he was a Texas coach at Purdue. He said, no, you know, you, you lie down with dogs, you're going to get fleas. <laughs> you know, he, he wanted us all to make sure we weren't going out at night. And uh, you always say that. Uh, here's a la last one. See if you've heard this one. The miserable are very. Have you ever heard that? Oh, wait, can you, re can you repeat that? I don't, think I, I don't think I caught that one. Can you repeat that one again? All of these. Are you there? Yeah, 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 yeah. I can hear you now. We got to pause again. Yeah. Hello? Hello, you there hear me? All right. Yep. <laughs> The last one that I said, and then I'll, I'll, I don't know if you've ever heard that saying. Uh, I'll be honest. I don't but even. I love that saying because everybody that talks a lot, sometimes <laughs> like, dude, please. Wait, Carrie, repeat that one more time because I'm pretty sure I still didn't catch it. Uh, the, the saying is the miserable are very talkative. Ah, yes. The miserable are very talkative. Yeah. And then, uh, and then love your enemies. For they tell you the truth <laughs> of your faults. <laughs> That's uh, very you true. Self-reflect. So this was these came out of a great book. It was written in seventeen uh, between seventeen thirty two and seventeen fifty eight. Wow. By a man named Benjamin Franklin. Ah. It's Poor Richard's Almanac. I have I have heard that before. I have I heard the name of that book before. That is such a wise book. I really recommend uh, that you get that book because as you read it, you're going to go back to my original saying that uh, Lord save me from trendy religions that make <laughs> cheap cliches out of timeless truths because so many of those quotes are refabricated now in posters. Right. <laughs> as I think about, I think probably every every quote that you gave me, I've heard probably like a different version of it. Like, no pain, no gain is probably the one that's been like revised the most. And then, yeah, um, like the um, the one about you know miserable people talk the most. I've heard like the smartest people are the ones you know that don't say as much or yeah. even anything like that. Or like the quietest people in the room are the smartest ones. And but that that's crazy to think that all of these quotes come from you know these you know 18th century like works. Are you there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's just so funny. And I, I, I love it because, again, these guys back in those days had to deal with the same... <laughs> the same problems? With people. Yeah. <laughs> people different, for sure. But people, and people think the same things throughout time. And it's just, it's it's really neat to reflect and, and uh, learn, learn from those people. So... Mm -hmm. um, but that's really, uh, those are the biggest things I thought I could share with you guys today. Um, just remember this, guys, that, you know, in your life, problems will come and you're going to learn to deal with them. And um, here's one big thing that I learned a long time ago. If you're in a group of a group of your friends and everyone took their problems and they threw them all in the middle of the room. Believe me, you would be fighting to get your own problems back. <laughs> you don't want my problems, Angel, and I don't want your problems. Yeah. I can deal with mine. <laughs> <laughs> I 
That's a really good way to put it, man, because I, I, I feel like that's something people really just struggle understanding is, you know, that everyone everyone deals with their own stuff and trying to be understanding and open-minded about all that as well. That uh, every human has 33 problems consistently that they deal with, right? Yeah. So if you got 34 problems, you would go insane. If you got 32 problems, you would go insane. And so the. And the the great thing I've learned is learn to control the size of the problems you want to deal with, Mm -hmm. because the bigger problems you solve, the more money you'll make. Right. I think that's all I got for you guys today, Angel. I really appreciate uh, (laughs) I threw a lot out there, but I appreciate the time. Yeah, Carrie. No, I thought all of, I think sharing all that stuff was amazing. It was great insight. I love the books. I, I'm going to make sure I put the books out on them. Um, I'll ma- make sure I mention those books on like our, our little description. So people have, you know, their titles and their authors. And bro, I, I really appreciate you coming on here and sharing all of this insight with us. I think all of this stuff was great. And I really hope that people are listening to this and can take a lot of stuff away from this conversation. Cause I think this is really insightful. Fantastic. I really enjoyed it. And you guys just continue to, to power along. I think it's uh, great that you're doing this and, and, you know, again, some people will take, take it and run with it. And mm-hmm. other people will take it and not run with it. It's okay. <laughs> it's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. As long, as long as we're throwing it out there, it's just hoping enough people can catch it, but. Yeah, that's right. I I appreciate all the support. I appreciate the support, Carrie. I think I know Jackson and Chandler and everybody us here all at Mind Power really do appreciate that, and um, we love you know seeing that you know there's people people out there who are trying to grow their business for the right reasons and you know in the helping people business, and it kind of makes us feel like there's a little bit of lighter weight taken off our load, knowing that you know there's good people that you know are kids nowadays are can really like look up to considering you know how influential they are nowadays so uh it's something that we love to see as well from our side looking from outside looking in too well, i appreciate it i appreciate it let's keep going how about that keep, <laughs> definitely keep, my keep, man keep emotion, right? <laughs> absolutely all right man thank you so right. much take, take um, care god bless and thank you so much yeah thank you have a great day all right all right take care Bye. Yeah. bye-bye All right, man. That was uh, another episode of the Mind Power Podcast. Carrie's such a great guy. Um, but stay tuned, guys, for the next episode. We will try and keep this ball rolling and just try and give you the best we can. So until the next time, guys, have a great day. Bye.